Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. It's awesome. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And we are in week four of fantasy football, which means yes. it's buys, which I can't believe there's buys in week four. Just doesn't seem right. And only two teams. Seem right. It seems weird. Like and only like two teams. Four. Just like but spread it out. Two teams I want eight. to play. I know. I know. It buy could have came at a worse time for the Eagles. You know? It's like their mojo's just going. Strength. It's just going. They're hot. They're feeling good, you know? And then all of a sudden, bam. Bye. Packers, yeah, you know what? It's okay. They have a bye. I'm not sure North Dakotans believe in Mojo. I think they're just they're steady people. They're steady people. Well, steady. Carson Wentz was steady with his gun. He shot a deer today, yesterday, something like <laughs> celebrate that. Celebrate his bye week. Oh my god, it's so Dakota. He killed a killed a deer. Me too. Uh, hunting. He's a gone <laughs> hunting, and I yeah, we just love it. It's. So him. Oh. <laughs> it should so say young. so him. I don't know if it's him or not. It's so North Dakota. And you know what? Who knows? He said it was his first one, right? So he might not even be a hunter. Somebody might have taken him to go hunting for, you know, there is a no first time. hunting I don't know. found out he was going to be the starter. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, Maybe. I think this is a thing. And that's okay. <laughs> well, he Again, made, um, from South Dakota. I mean, it's a different Dakota, but there's a culture, and it's amazing. And congratulations. I'm so what happy. Did, what did he, did he shoot a deer? What did he shoot? Yeah, he, yeah like, I think it was bow a bow hunting. Oh, this may be his first time bow hunting. Oh, maybe it was his first bow, bow. hunting is a different skill set. Bow, because, and uh, they can choose their own games. If people can't yeah. tell, we're from Nebraska as a child growing up, hence why we know so much. I mean, we had gun shooting in, in a PE. <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> and people went to a gun range in, in my PE class, and people were like, "Excuse me, I'm like, well, early '90s in Nebraska, it is what it is." <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not part of this. I never got. Courtney was too young because she's so much but, younger than us. So, so much younger. younger. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so you can't play the Philadelphia Eagles, and you cannot play the Green Bay Packers. So. I'm sure Randall Cobb owners are pretty happy right now that they can just put him on his bench. Just put him on your bench and not even not even he think twice. Hasn't about been it. living there already? <laughs> yeah, I know. No. Sad. It's sad. I think I think people Denial's needed this real. like moment. Yeah, just of like, okay, he's on the bench. It's a thing. I know. I know. Well, let's just get into this Thursday night game. It's the Miami Dolphins one and two. The Cincinnati Bengals one and two. Um, for my must starts for the Dolphins, Jarvis Landry. He is listed as questionable after sitting out practice on Monday, and he saw limited practice on Tuesday and Wednesday. But as for now, he's good to go, but keep an eye on him. Um, but he has a double-digit targets in all three of the games this year, you guys, and that's awesome, especially in PPR. It's just great. Last week he had 120 yards and a touchdown. Um, we have him ranked number 17. So as, as long as he plays, you're good, and they say he's going to play. Um, for my sleepers, I have Devontae Parker. He falls on the top of the – 
top 30. He's not necessarily a sleeper per se, but I would say he's almost a must start this week. Cincinnati has given up nine passing touchdowns in just those three games. Jordan Cameron will be out on Thursday with a concussion. So some of those targets are going to go to Parker's. Um, he had three receptions last week for 51 yards and a touchdown. They do try to get it to him in the red zone. So you really can't ask for much than that for a flex kind of guy. Um, I wouldn't start Tannehill over a stud, um, but I think he could be a flyer. Brandon did not like him last week, but how many points did he get last week, Brandon? She's on mute. She's on mute. It's like, mute. It's like she's purposely muted herself. She oh my gosh. Oh my much. gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I was on mute. <laughs> she was trying to mute as well. The customer like, she was having her? there for a second. Can yeah. we mute her? No, 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 no. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is garbage. Ashley was not on our radio show last Saturday because she was at her friend's wedding, but Brandon was all down on Tannehill and she thought he was going to be the biggest flop of the week. And I was like, he's not going to be. And granted, he had turnovers, but he still got fantasy points, my friend. He was the 10th highest scoring fantasy quarterback against the Cleveland Browns. He committed three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. If you're doing that against the Browns, fail. Hashtag fail. I stand by my analysis. Points don't fail, though. Bad analysis. But 10th. Only 10th. in your lineup. He That's was true. not. A, he was number ten, double digits in quarterbacks That's against the Browns. That's a starter. But if That's you're streaming quarterbacks, you want barely to against the Browns. Barely. No, as a starter, he had to do it in overtime. It it does not matter. All right, guys. Fantasy we, points are fantasy points. It doesn't matter how you get them. Do we already have our dice ingredients yet? Yes, I sent them out in the newsletter already. Yes, oh, with the waiver right. wires that came in yesterday. I hope you enjoyed it. I was to say we should force we should need to have one of these where we force people to have to play Ryan Tannehill in honor of Brandon. Oh god. He has to be your starting quarterback. My coworkers over at Pro Football Focus said they're gonna buy me a Ryan Tannehill jersey for Christmas. I told them <laughs> yes. I hate them. That'd be delightful. Yes. Yes. Listen, he's on my I'm sleepers. Sure he's probably a nice guy. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Okay. There's people I don't feel comfortable playing. And, you know, it is what it is. You hate Ryan Tannehill. I understand that. You hate Phillip Rivers. I get it. You hate Joe Flacco. Sure. You hate, you know, these guys are love or hate kind of people. Tom Brady. I get it. You know, but I should have put Tom Brady in that group of people. But whatever. You get what I'm saying. One of these. Some people you can't start. One of these is a little (laughs) better than the other. (laughs) Slightly. It's like Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. It's it's tough. tough. Hey, listen, on my bench, you stay away from the backfield if you can. I get it. It's bias. I get it. There's injuries. But, guys, this is is yucky. It's clearly a timeshare. And – I mean, I really would try to do anything else possible than pick up one of these guys and play them. JJ got the touchdown, but Drake took him down there. And Drake got some um, red zone targets too. So I'm not like totally sold that JJ is going to get all the touchdowns yet. So it's really gross. Not into it. Miami's usually down. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I'm just staying away. Deion Sims will be Jordan Cameron's replacement for tight end, um, but he's also listed as questionable and was mm. limited in practice. So don't do it. Look elsewhere for tight ends. 
Ashley, right. Cincinnati. So the Dolphins, as it turns out, are very middle of the pack in every category of de- uh, on the defense, which should be a shock to nobody. So the Bengals should have a decent week. So Jeremy Hill, first of all, I was so excited. As Corny said, I was at a wedding, and I came out, and Jeremy Hill had scored his first touchdown, who, by the way, has not had a great season thus far, and he's on my team. So I was like, yes, against my Broncos. And everyone glared at me at this wedding, and I'm like, crawl my little hole and like i'm sorry but he sucked so bad all season i just needed <laughs> to do something and he did 97 yards on 17 carries he scored twice he looked i mean granny's basically stumbling Bronco into the end zone as he usually Bronco does won, so there was by, by, yeah there was by no means like where he break off on some spectacular run per se he stumbled in the end zone but that's what you get with jeremy hill and you're okay with that so the fact that he's back to falling i'm okay with feel good about it yeah feel good about it um I think Giovanni Bernard actually could have a decent week because with these two, they tend to go back and forth, right? Like Hill has a good week, then Bernard has a good week, then Hill's got a good week. And in this case, the the Dolphins give up the seventh most points to wide receivers, which falls a little bit more into the Bernard kind of category. He's a little bit more of the pass catching back, but I think both are going to be decent. Jeremy Hill will be a starter. Bernard would be in a flex. That's about it. AJ Green, you were always starting AJ Green. He had 77 yards. No, he didn't have a touchdown, but you throw a touchdown on top of that and you're completely happy. So stop freaking out. Andy Dalton week four it is you know it is what it is 206 yards but it was against the broncos it was against you know? the broncos it was against why the broncos. are people not understanding that defenses matter defenses do matter and Look so what the vikings are doing to benjamin and, and cam newton exactly That's well, why vikings, I, was, baby. I was gonna say that Whoa. i've got my little notes no here but i'd say when the when the panthers played the broncos yeah yes, but that was the a panthers fun. played minnesota's so that was yeah. something but well, but but you bring up a good point here, Courtney, because again, God forbid I talk bad about Russell Wilson, but I'm going right. to because that's He's what hurt. I do. He's hurt. Come Brandon, on. stop being nice. Let Are me make kidding? my let me make my irrational point. Okay. A, all the quarterbacks on my teams that I cover. Are horrendous because as I make my notes, I'm like, wow, I really didn't mention any quarterbacks. And then I had to actually go back and look at it. like, am I just like ignoring them? Is it because I hate them? Are they really doing okay? And I just don't know it. No, they're not. If I look at last week, out of all of my teams, only one guy finished in the top 10. Two guys are in the top, sorry, three total are in the top 15. That's Jameis Winston's the only ones in the top 10 last week. Russell Wilson rounded out at 14 and Eli Manning was at 15. But if I look at the whole season overall, I only have one guy in the top 10 and that is Jameis Winston. Next up is Phillip Rivers at 12 on my team. And Andy Dalton comes in as the 16th highest scoring quarterback on the season, which makes him borderline a star depending on what kind of league you're in. Whereas people like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's 25th right now. And Eli Manning is 21st. So for people with Russell Wilson out there, if you've got someone that's hurt, depending, Andy Dalton is out there and it's potentially a good play for you because guess what? He's actually paying better than Russell Wilson right now. And Tyler Eifert's a nightmare as always. He's coming close to returning, but for me, I am benching him until he actually gets on the field and proves to me that he can play a full game. There's other tight ends out there that you can play versus taking a risk on Tyler Eifert. But he's been on your bench this whole time. I feel like you well, have to play he- him. I don't think no. he's going to play this week. I don't think he is either. Well, because that's the thing is that, is that Eifert, you know, he's missed three games already. He, according to, you know, Marvin Lewis, he's close. Um, but Eifert says he has absolutely no soreness at all, yet he has yet to make it through an entire practice. Still has yeah. made through a practice. <laughs> he, he can't even participate 
on 11 on 11 drills. So is he actually that close to playing? Probably not. I don't think he's going to play. And if he does, is he that fragile? I need to see him play. This is someone who's got to prove it to me. There you go. Sunday morning, guys, wake up a little early because we're in London. London. Would you like some tea? I, I hate <laughs> these games. <laughs> oh, we will not try to do our British accents. Uh, Why not? Just like uh, what's her face from the musical that has to be taught how to speak? My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady, yes, yes. Cockney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. Indianapolis Colts, one That's and two, the Jacksonville Jaguars, oh, and three. Well, uh, T.Y. Hilton is questionable with a knee injury. He sat at practice on Wednesday, uh, but he's seen 12 or 11 targets in every single game this season. He's fi He finally went over 100 yards and scored a touchdown in week three versus San Diego. He will be a must start if he is healthy um, at Jacksonville. Uh, and I think he will be, but Keep your eye out there. Frank Gore back-to-back -back weeks with double-digit scores in standard leagues, no less. Uh, with the state of running backs, he's borderline a must-start. And again, yep. against Jacksonville, <laughs> there it is. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Um, Andrew Luck's in a great matchup, but he played well in week one. No doubt about it. Fantastic, actually. But since then, he hasn't cleared fa 15 fantasy points. Jacksonville gives up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks thus far this season. But Andrew Luck has been under pressure 42.3% of his dropbacks. That's the most in the league. And of those dropbacks, he's only completed 43.5% of those attempts. So he's missing at least 25% of all of his attempts. Right off the yeah. bat. Um, also he's questionable with a shoulder injury. I mean, I, I just, I don't think he's a must start. That's all I'm going to say. I think he's a streamer. I think you probably stream him against Jacksonville, but I think it's time to rethink who's a must start and who isn't. And I agree with Ashley for sure on Russell Wilson due to his, uh, ankle and now knee injury. He can't play the way he needs to play. So he's also streamer Tyrod Taylor. I think Blake Bortles is a streamer. We have issues. Philip Dorsett, uh, he should break out with Dante Moncrief out, but he only saw 30 yards in week two and 27 in week three. So dicey. Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle, big week one for both of them. Then a significant drop off. Each of them are seeing four to six targets a game. They're a little bit more of a DFS play for me, but if you're desperate, mm, okay. And then the bench, Dante Moncrief still expected to miss three to five weeks. Boom. Boom. Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, finally a week we can be proud of for Mr. Allen Robinson. Yay. It's exciting. 11 targets, seven receptions, 57 yards, but two touchdowns. Two. Yes. I don't own him, but I was very excited for Robinson owners because I can understand that frustration. That is tough. We get tough. those calls all the time on our show. Literally, oh, yeah. I mean, how many Allen Robinson phone calls did we get last week when Ashley bailed on us to be on the wedding? A lot. Sorry. And Twitter was blo blew up Sunday morning. About Allen Robinson? Nuts. About everything. It was everything. crazy. But Allen Robinson was a popular one. And Devontae yeah. Freeman. Thank God, by the way. And Tajay Sharp. I, when I lost when I lost my mind about Devontae Freeman. I played yeah. both Freeman and Tevin Coleman and Me Matt too. Ryan, and I had a glorious day. Me too. Glorious <laughs> day. Week three. Glorious. glorious. 
Yes. <laughs> Listen, Alan Hearns goes into my sleepers. He's getting the targets, but he's having a hard time doing anything with it. So it's very frustrating, and I get it. He doesn't have a touchdown or a 100-yard game. Um, we have him ranked 44. This this should be a good week. I think he might get a touchdown. It's just that Bortles has been really bad. Mm. Offensive line is really bad. I have Bortles in my sleeper, too. We have him ranked 7th, but... I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. As I said, the offensive line is just bad. It's just really bad. Um, and, again, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like it's supposed to be a big day for Bortles, and that scares me because yeah. a lot of times those big days turn out to be really bad days. I actually just looked and, at my rankings, and I thought of that. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to bring down Bortles. Yeah. Well, Maybe yeah, because – he hasn't done anything, so it's no. tough. It's tough. Um, and with that offensive line, I mean, you're going to talk about those running backs. Um, if you need a running back, Ew. you can take a flyer on Chris Ivory out of the two, obviously. TJ Yeldon is complete dog poop. So we are moving on from that, okay? Chris Ivory, coming back from this mysterious illness that he's had, had double the targets that TJ Yeldon had. So he's obviously going to be the one that you're going to put in there, but – I I can't be excited about it. Listen, I have running back by committees on all of my teams, and it, I can say at least Chris Ivory can be a flex. That's fair. Against the Colts. That's all I can say. Um, as for my bench, that awesome defense that we all thought was uh, going to be a great this year. <laughs> Got him ranked 24. <laughs> They're on the bench. They're on the bench. Uh, Julius Thomas is listed as questionable with an elbow injury. Keep an eye on him. Um, but he did not practice Wednesday. He's coming off um, a game where he only had two receptions for 13 yards. So it, the injury is clearly affecting his game. All right, let's move on to the 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday morning. Tennessee Titans 1-2 to at the Houston Texans 2-1. to I'm irritated with both of these teams. They're just frustrating. Very, very frustrating because there's so much potential here. And for me, underproducing. Other than DeMarco Murray. I got mm, no right. complaints about DeMarco Murray. Right. Love it. Carried the ball 16 times, 114 yards, and a touchdown. And he's catching the ball, five catches for 41 yards. He's the ninth highest scoring running back this week. He is producing week in, week out. You have to start DeMarco Murray always. I hope people have let the, Der the Derrick Henry issue go away. It is not an issue. DeMarco Murray is your man. He is their man. He's the best player on this team. You must, you got to play him. Now, an interesting guy. He's not a sleeper, but I want to keep your eye open for Andre Johnson. He's targeted three times, but he's been targeted in the red zone. He's somebody that they're actually kind of looking for. So if you need to stream mm. someone with a crazy play that you're just hoping is going to have some upside, like let's say you've got a Jordy and you're in a 16-team league and you you literally have nobody at this point, you got to pick somebody crazy up. I don't think Andre Johnson's a horrible you know option. Granted, it's a bad matchup because the Texans give the fifth fewest points to wide receivers, but the defense has been shaken up a little bit this week with some injuries. So it's it's an interesting play if you are in super deep league and there's absolutely nobody out there. For my bench, basically everybody else, Delaney Walker, he didn't play in the game last week. His hamstring did not practice yet again today. Mm. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> think he's going to play. It's really sad, yeah. And with Delaney Jacob Walker Tammy owners, two weeks in a row, you're oh, gonna have to look for other me. options. 
yards. Mariota's just been pedestrian, 17 of 33, no touchdowns, only 214 yards. Again, he's ba he's barely even a QB2 option for me at this point. Tajay Sharp, man, he's also been disappointed. He came out kind of hot, and for me, he is on your bench. I know we, we want this flashy, sexy rookie. Nope, you're benching When him. you can't step up when Delaney gets hurt, you do nothing for me. You did nothing. I was like, super high on him last week because Delaney was out. All of a sudden, Delaney was out. And it's just like, well, then Tajay has to be the dude. Same thing. He's nope. Now, Tajay does have a hurt hamstring as well. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. So this isn't going to help that situation out either. And Richard Matthews, same thing. Only three catches for 32 yards. Nobody is really producing in the air on this team right now. Delaney's, again, DeMarco Murray's your only guy on this team. Enough about them. The Texans. So start off with a little news. I'm sure most of you have heard it, but J.J. Watt was put on IR. Very, very sad. He may have to have surgery on a herniated disc, which is what he was out for the whole offseason for. He will be eligible to come back, but it's it's not likely, which is interesting because I feel like he's basically just like high-five tag teaming with Cushing in terms of who's going to be in and out each game. But Ryan yeah. Cushing's knees return to practice, so that's the good news. So where my issue is, so this defense, you look at these stats, and you're thinking, okay, well, this guy's been healthy and this guy hasn't been healthy. But basically, these two have like barely been on the field together. So to me, it's kind of status quo at this point. I'm not really that – it doesn't affect how the defense has been performing, in my opinion, all that much. I mean, it does because J.J. Watt is a huge presence. But this defense has not been full strength the entire season anyway. So that's just a little news there. Again, your starter is really limited to two on this team. Lamar Miller, the guy just gets – tons of touches he had 21 touches again the guy basically averages 20 or more touches a game it's crazy which, with that kind of touches you have to play him now he only got 80 yards but he also did have an extra 27 on receptions and he might be the best receiver on this team other than deandre hopkins he's four or five so love you smart miller i'm exaggerating he's not the best receiver but come on will fuller will fuller had one down game it's fabulous yeah but anyway Lamar Miller is a must start. DeAndre Hopkins is a must start, even though he's only four for eight for 56 yards. Again, don't panic. He's 16th overall in the season. He's going to be just fine. Keep playing DeAndre Hopkins. Um, bench, Brock. I don't know how this. What? This team what? just like imploded. Hit the South. <laughs> wow. This show's already way too sexy. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. But did you feel hate like too much? I I was the one who set it off with calling Ryan Tannehill garbage, and I slightly apologize. But were you not surprised <laughs> when you're watching that Thursday night game and you're like, "This is a real NFL team. Like, how are they playing this poorly? Just get so poor." I, I get uh, it. These quarterbacks, these younger quarterbacks, are afraid to get the interceptions. They don't want that to count against them. But gosh, throw the ball to the best person on the field, for heaven's sakes. I just hope we don't I think have... it's the M New England mystique. They all freak out. They like see the Patriots, and they cannot throw the ball. It's unbelievable. Their jerseys did look good. I'm just hoping that the Brock really good. Osweiler is really not going to become <laughs> Andy Dalton 2.0, who implodes in prime time? time? Oh, no. No, no. Come on no. now. Don't even I'm, say that I'm out loud. Throwing, I'm throwing out of the universe. He may be Dalton 2.0. We'll have to wait and see. No. I need to see their primetime game. But thus far, I'm a little concerned. Uh, and really, everybody else, in my opinion, you are benching for this week. I know, Brian, you're a little high on Fuller, but I need to see him prove it to me again. Sorry. Boom. This team's got a lot of work to do. Cleveland Browns 0-3, the Washington Redskins 1-2. 
Okay, I'm not going to be obvious. I'm going to start with Isaiah Crowell. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> it's going to rain on Sunday. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball. Uh, Washington's been giving up, has given up six touchdowns thus far this season on the ground. He's averaging 15 carries per game. Great. Sleepers. Uh, I am passionate about Terrell Pryor. <laughs> I have loved him for a while. He's the I'm second in. highest scoring wide receiver on the season right now. I ranked him super high this week. Second highest. I think he is such a special football player. And I say that because he caught eight of his 14 targets. Um, he rushed for 21 yards on four carries. He completed three of his five pass attempts for 35 yards. Then he went into the press conference while he basically had run the whole team. And they almost beat Miami. They had to go into overtime. And if they had a competent kicker, kicker. <laughs> even slightly competent, a kicker that didn't miss three field goals in one game, they would have beat Miami with Cody Kessler and Terrell Pryor going in there in the Wildcat. So then afterwards, he does this press conference, and he basically says that he's proud of his teammates, that he would give anything for his coach, and that he's disappointed in himself. <laughs> Terrell, I'm not disappointed in you. <laughs> and you know what I'm thinking of my head is? What does Giselle think about that? Yeah, Speaking he threw that ball and he caught it. Throwing and he and catching it. The- he should have just kicked it. He should be disappointed in himself. He should yeah, have been the one kicking yeah. the balls. He, he absolutely should have gotten in there for Cody Parkey, <laughs> who imploded. Oh, my gosh. It was really sad. Also, the organization got some flack because people believe that they went with Cody Parkey to save money as opposed to Robbie Gold, who is one of the highest kicking percentages ever right. in the league um, because he was asking for more veteran money up. Listen, I'm not going to judge those choices. And again, I think that Hugh Jackson and the GM are actually rather separate in their in a lot of their choices, um, especially something like the kicker. I don't think that was something that anyone wasn't wanted. high priority for Hugh Jackson. I Jack- don't believe so. I don't believe so. Uh, he's trying to put together a game plan to be in the NFL still because the Browns are this close to getting expelled. I swear to God, because everyone's hurt. I actually laughed out loud. I thought it looked like a dark comedy like from the 60s, like in black and white, when there were two quarterbacks in a sling on the sideline standing next to each other. I was like, (laughs) that can't be real. It was comical. (laughs) Not because the injuries are comical, but because it was like, that can't be real. That's sad. Wow. So anyway, uh, I just want to say Terrell Pryor is one of my favorite players. And I don't know how you can't cheer for this guy. So um, I think absolutely you should start him if you can. But again, the ceiling is that he's on the Browns. That's true. So, and speaking of ceiling for the Browns, Gary Barnage, uh, he did uh, catch five uh, of his six targets for 66 yards and a two-point conversion last week. Uh, each week, his numbers are going up, which is great. But again, with Cody Kessler, I don't know. Uh, and then everyone else I'm putting on the bench, that includes Duke Johnson. I, this is this is risky. It's just risky. Even without J.J. Watt there. You have Washington too, Brandon. Do you want to continue? Oh, gosh. I was going to just sit back and relax. I was, nope, Cleveland nope, took it out of me. No, nope, got to keep going. Got to keep All going. All right, Washington, Kirk Cousins, they get the win. Finally, yeah. two touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did fumble the ball. Hey, listen, he took uh, 10 less attempts this week. I think that actually worked for him. Uh, he was only four yards shy of 300, so that was good. Uh, hopefully he'll improve against a team that allowed 300, uh, over 300 yards to Ryan Tannehill, who again is awesome. Uh, (laughs) 
Jordan Reed still hasn't scored a touchdown. Seven or more targets in every outing, so you have to start him against the Browns. But I just wanted to uh, acknowledge your frustration. Deshaun Jackson is questionable with an ankle injury, but he should be fine. He played on a bum ankle last week. He still had a great game. Hopefully this is precautionary. And Jamison Crowder is one of my favorites this season. If he is on your waiver wire, snatch him up. 23 targets in the season. uh, Touchdowns in two of his three games. He is very involved with the game plan he is someone that needs to be on your radar or on your roster if he's available sleepers pierre garçon for the desperate 19 targets on the season tied with deshaun jackson actually but only 135 yards and no touchdowns um but uh, cleveland does give up the third most points to wide receivers so really any of them are kind of a start and the bench the browns ranked 18th against the run 25th against the past so I am benching Matt Jones if I possibly can. I, I think I'm going to say that sentence a lot. <laughs> I just he's yeah, not he's not used two on one New York Jets one and two. This game's got potential to be huge, or like non-existent, where nobody scores. My opinion, I would but, go non-existent. You guys, I'm I think I'm in just a good mood today because I think Christian Michael is a must-start. Yes. Mm, Mainly because running backs are dropping like flies, and that leaves you only so many options, and Christian Michael is one of them. (laughs) So the good news is that Pete Carroll says that he's ready for a bigger load. Well, I certainly hope so because Thomas Rawls is not back yet. So somebody's got to take a bigger load, um, and he's the guy. So Carroll is basically saying that he thinks that he should be getting 20-something touches. So that's encouraging, right? So that means they're going to be giving a little bit extra workload for him. Now, with the running, this is a run tough situation because the Jets give the fourth fewest points up to running backs. But Christian Michael is the sixth highest scoring running back on the um, last week. excuse me. So he's got potential to do well. I think you have to play him. I say that with some reserve, but you have you have to play Christian Michael. He has more fantasy points than Jeremy Hill and Frank Gore in standard links. And he hasn't even been – he's been sharing the ball. It's a tough defense against the Jets. It is. But – It is tough. Your kind of your hand is kind of forced here. So just, just play him and it is what it is. Now, Russell Wilson, we talked about a little bit beforehand, injured in terms of ankle and knee. He uh-huh. has a MCL sprain, so I don't love that. Um, but Carol says that Wilson's feeling great and that he's recovering just fine. He's practicing in full. So I don't know how you don't play him when he's practicing in full. But as I said, he hasn't exactly been great on the season. This is fairly status quo for Russell Wilson. He does warm up as the season goes on. But I don't like the fact that his supporting cast is not super fantastic. They're all a little beat up. We've got a tough defense. If you can look elsewhere, I think you should. I know you drafted Russell Wilson to start him. But he is a little banged up, and I think there are other options out there that you can pursue that are going to get you more points this week until you have a fully healthy Russell Wilson. So, but Doug Baldwin, we are playing Doug Baldwin all day, every day. Six highest scoring wide receiver last week and six overall in the season. He was eight for 10. He's getting the targets, 100, sorry, excuse me, 64 yards and a touchdown. You are playing Doug Baldwin. Even if Russell Wilson is hobbling around, he finds Doug Baldwin every single week. So, you are playing him. And you're playing Jimmy Graham, too. He was six hey. of nine for a hundred yards and <gasps> miracle. It's a freaking miracle. He he had a fumble, but that's okay. He still had a hundred yards. And tight ends are tough right now. We got tight ends dropping like flies as well. So Jimmy Graham is someone that you do need to play. We are not playing Thomas Rawls. He's expected to miss a few weeks. He's got a hairline fracture in his fibula. That doesn't sound good. 
Don't love that. He could be out for another month. Uh, CJ Procise, uh, he could possibly return, but he had a cracked bone in his hand. I don't love that either. And Tyler Lockett has been limited during practice, so keep an eye on him for your report. The Jets, man, rough week. Not great. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> but you're still playing Matt Forte because, as we discussed, your running back options are limited. And Matt Forte, for the most part, has been fantastic on the season. So we're not going to be all upset about Matt Forte. Do play him. His knee was limited in practice, but I'm not going to worry about it. He should be good to go. I think part of that is Morgan's precautionary for the fact that he is carrying such a massive amount of like tons of carries. I think he's almost going to get 500 carries with the pace that he's on for the season. So I think they're just resting him as a precautionary. I'm totally fine with that. Eric Decker. It's not a great matchup for wide receivers, guys. The Seahawks give up the fewest points to wide receivers. They are really, really good. You know, the Seahawks of old are back. But I don't think you have an option to bench if you have Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. The issue with Eric Decker, though, is he's likely to go in, under an MRI. So he aggravated his shoulder again. So keep an eye on him. He may not play. So have a backup pan in your backup pan, backup plan to mine. Brandon Marshall, his hip is a situation. He only had 27 yards off 10 targets, so that's horrible. But he is practicing in full, so you're going to have to play Brandon Marshall. If Eric Decker isn't playing, B. Marsh is completely fine. And then you got Quincy. He had only 37 yards, but he was targeted 11 times. So especially if Decker is out, then you need to be looking for someone like Quincy to have his backup. Um, and then my bench is really just a mention that the Jets signed Austin Safarian Jenkins. Off the waivers. <laughs> yes. From yes. the box. Because yes. they are glutton for punishment. Oh, I wish it was the Bills with Rex, but it's fine. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not. Jets will do. The, the Jets Jet, will do. The Jets pick up the rejects. And Safarian Jenkins was released by the Bucks last week after getting a DU getting arrested for a DUI. Um, we've got issues in terms of his work ethic. We've got issues in terms of his productivity. We've got issues of off-field issues. Welcome to the team. Welcome, Welcome to, to the team, team buddy. Sure you bench Why him. do you even need him? You don't even have a tight end in your offensive scheme. I don't get it. Whatever. Buffalo Bills one and two. The New England Patriots three and oh. The Bills. Welcome back, Lashawn McCoy. He's the only one I'm starting against the Patriots this week. Um, he not only found the end zone last twice last week, but he had over 100 yards for the first time this year. Um, yeah. And against the Cardinals. So congrats, LaShawn. You looked good. Um, this is not an easy matchup for him this week, but I think the Bills can open a few holes for him to have a good couple of good plays, and I think he'll still be worth the start. Come on. Who, who else are you going to think about? True. Stop it. <laughs> Um, there are no sleepers. It goes straight to the bench. We have Mr. Sammy Watkins. He's still not practicing after sitting out last week with his foot injury um, that will never go away. Um, so even if he plays, I'm not playing him. Charles Clay, same thing. He did not practice as well on Wednesday um, with a knee injury after zeroing out last week as a go. So find a different tight end. Uh, listen, Tyrod Taylor is going on my bench. He only had 119 yards passing and an interception. He did run, run for another 76 yards and a touchdown. But you can't guarantee that each week. And last year he had a good game and a bad game against New England. With Watkins out, I just don't feel like you can risk it with Taylor this week. So I'm going to go ahead and bench him. Um, 
that's where I feel. Uh, yeah. Robert Woods, what a, let it, what a letdown, by the way. There's that Marquise Goodwin, but he barely did anything last week. He had one good week, then nothing. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's kind of a mess. It's a mess. Hit or McCoy miss. Or McCoy or nothing. Boomer bust team. The Patriots, all they do is boom. That's right. They're going <laughs> to boom, boom, boom everywhere. All they do is boom, boom, boom. Who's the quarterback? No one knows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. LeGarrette Blunt, Start him. though. <laughs> start him. Screw it. Start him. <laughs> Screw it. Just start him. <laughs> uh, LeGarrette Blunt, 74 carries on the year. That is the most of any running back in just three games. Uh, 295 rushing yards. That is the most of any running back as well. And then four touchdowns tied for the most of any running back. That's rushing touchdowns. It's crazy. So I keep getting questions about, should I trade him away? Is this over? You know, um, what kind of usage is he going to give when Tom Brady comes back? I personally think they know they have a good deal. I think they will continue. He'll probably have a couple bad games, but I don't think this usage is going to go way Belichick's going to Belichick you. It's going to happen. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's, it's any more yeah. simple than anyone else. Right. I don't think it's a great so. job. I mean, like, crazy. There's one great. thing I've learned. Don't try to outthink Belichick. You're just wasting right. your time. You're just wasting mm -hmm. some time. Uh, sleepers. I'm putting Rob Gronkowski here. He uh, saw one target last week. No catches. We all know that uh, at home against Houston. Uh, but he, he could be a decoy this week if not healthy. Um, but he's still hard to sit at home versus Buffalo. That's pretty serious stuff. So it's weird. I, I look at uh, Julian Edelman's numbers, and they're not great. Seven catches for um, – uh, seven of seven for 66 yards in week one, seven of 10 for 76 yards in week two, and four of six for 38 yards in week three. There are no touchdowns. It scares me. Bench, this is a blunt and random person show now. Like, we don't know who's going to score the other touchdown, but we do know Blunt will play. That's the only person I feel really good about. It's a Blunt McCoy showdown. Blunt McCoy. Blunt's All right. That's easy. Blunt's going to win it. New England's defense is legit. Yeah. Buffalo's defense is bad. Not good. Not good. Carolina Panther 1 and 2 with the Atlanta Falcons 2 and 1. The Panthers. Crazy. Okay. Minnesota's freaking nuts, right? Freaking nuts. <laughs> Their defense wins. Winning defense. Okay. Winning. So I think it's now if you play against Minnesota, you don't start anybody. Is that kind of where we're leaning towards? Because I would feel that way. It's After what they're doing to people, it's bad. And Philadelphia and Denver. I don't, I don't, all, if I can avoid people, I will. But those are my top three. Yeah, but Minnesota, I mean, I think they're on, on their own. They're they on their awesome. own. This really year, good. thus far, they are but This on is their why own. they traded for Sam Bradford. They knew they had a championship yeah. caliber defense. And yeah. Sam Bradford at least showed that they were trying. I think yeah. it really motivated them. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Um, so Newton managed, as we were talking about with Denver, is Newton managed over 20 fantasy points against the Broncos, but he only got 13 last week against Minnesota. So the good thing is, is we're playing the Falcons, who gives up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So we're going to pretend like last week didn't happen, Carolina <laughs> owners, and we're starting all of them, okay? We're starting Calvin Benjamin. We're starting Greg Olson. We're starting Graham Gano. We're starting Carolina's defense. 
and obviously Cam Newton, and we're just going to move move right on past it. Uh, both Ted Ginn Jr. and Funchesk to me are flyers this week in a flex spot or in your daily fantasy lineup. Uh, I think this will be a shootout. If I had to choose one, it'd be Ted Ginn Jr. He had seven targets last week. So, I, I mean, I'm not benching a stud for them, but if you're in need or you have a flex and it's between him and Tajay Sharp, I would go Ted Ginn Jr. On my bench, Jonathan Stewart is still sidelined um, with his injury, and I do not love this backfield at all either. Nope. Um, I had to choose one. It is Artis Payne and Standard and Whit- Whitaker in PPR, and that's really how it works, Whoa. you guys. It's it's it, Whitaker gets the targets. Artis Payne gets the yards, and none of it's good. All right? I'm not saying do this. I'm saying if you have to, if you're in a Standard, play Payne, and if you're in a PPR, play Whitaker. But it's all real bad. Brandon, how about the Falcons? It's like being at a Costco and something's really gross, but you're like, but there's so much of it. Yeah, you get twelve for a dollar. I have like, never well, how had could that I not do that. Can <laughs> I not do that? You buy gross stuff at Costco just because it's in bulk. I'm tempted. It all makes sense to me at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Every deal's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, Every I'm like, deal's a look good at deal. this. this <laughs> these are fire-roasted marshmallows. I'm sure these are delicious. Costco's got the used cars deal down to a T. To a T. I paid for my membership. I might as well use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stuff I say to myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Julio Jones is questionable with a calf injury. Carolina gives up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, which is surprising because Josh Norman's not there anymore. But hey, good good on you. Could be another frustrating week, but uh, I cannot in good faith tell you to sit Julio Jones. No. Can't do Sorry. it. Sorry. Um, he's clearly hurt, so keep that eye on that injury report. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I'm going to try not to lose my mind. It's going to be hard. Over 200 all-purpose yards last week, 152 yards rushing, 55 in the air with a receiving touchdown. But Tevin Coleman still gets the effing touchdowns. You heard it me. It is unbelievable. You heard. It is like Kyle Shanahan's hubris is out to kill me. It's clear. I've luckily I played both, or I would have been throwing things across the room. Oh my goodness! Freeman averages six point three yards per carry. Meanwhile, Coleman averages three point six yards per carry. Uh, Freeman has five fifteen-plus yard runs, tied with Isaiah Crowell for the most in the league. Coleman has zero. Not to be fair, Coleman averages three point five two yards per pass route run. That's number one in the league. Freeman uh, has thirty eight snaps to Coleman's twenty seven snaps. I mean, basically, Freeman is the workhorse to Coleman's show pony. And Kyle Shanahan and I are fighting even worse than we were before. I refuse to say that T- Devonte Freeman is a bust. He is not a bust. He's playing at an elite level. His coach is a bust. Proud of you, Brandon. You really reeled it in there. I really did. That was me. You really did. <laughs> and this is the fourth time I've had this conversation on air today, and I'm still mad because I'm clinically upset, like right here. Right here. Right here. Right, right between these two right parts. Here. Right here. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. 
uh, Coleman is questionable with an ankle injury. He did limp during the last game. Uh, he's limited in practice on Wednesday. Should be fine, but it is worth noting. Sleepers. I don't have a problem with Tevin Coleman, by the way. I play him in leagues, too. That's smart. It's getting a little tough. <laughs> Just saying. The good news is the ankle injury is not so bad that he won't be able to fall into the end zone right, and get right. away from Freeman. So he'll still be there to vulture the touchdowns, I mean, even if his ankle is bad. I, again, I don't have a problem with him. I'm saying that the people that like tweet at me, they subtweet me, and they're like, great call on Devontae Freeman. I'm like, yeah, it was a, was a great call because he's still a supreme athlete, you jerk. Hmm. I'm moving on with my life. I can't wait. Do you want to you drop any Twitter handles right now, Brandon? You want to drop any? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna shame you, but you know who you are. <laughs> oh, Matt anyway, Ryan has been great so far this season. Do you know he's a number one quarterback in fantasy scoring standard? I love Amazing. it. Um, but this is when the rubber hits the road. He's at home versus Carolina right now, then at Denver, then at Seattle. This is why you stream. Mm -hmm. Yowza. Muhammad Sanu, questionable with a shoulder injury that forced him out of last week's game. Uh, I would hold off on him if you can. Uh, definitely keep your eye on the injury report. On the bench, I guess Jacob Tammy. Uh, he caught three of his four targets with 28 yards last week against the Saints. Um, that's not the kind of production I want to see against the Saints, but hey, you do you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really what we have to say. I, I just, Kyle, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And we were so excited about you covering this team this year. If there's ever an opportunity we have for Kyle Shanahan to come on our show, we will do everything possible to make Seriously. this, this connection between anything Brandon possible. and Kyle Shanahan come to life. Wouldn't it be funny if we ended up being like best friends? Maybe all of a sudden I'd like probably teach you your sadness and you'd be like, okay, I can get behind it. Yeah, there better be some them. stuff. You just don't drop them. All right, the Oakland Raiders two and one, and the Baltimore Ravens three and zero. Oh. Three and zero oh for the Baltimore Ravens, and you don't start any of them. It's the craziest thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> Anyways, season is nuts. Nuts. Ew. Okay, Oakland Raiders. Tennessee held Oakland in check last week, uh, but so far the Ravens have been holding the opposition in check as well. But the opposition has been Buffalo, Cleveland, and Jacksonville. So this is why you want to like points against. Make sure to check like who's that really against. Right, like, right. Kansas City's really good against tight ends. They played the Jets, who don't have a tight end. Uh, Houston, who doesn't have a tight end, and San Diego, who had a hobbled Antonio Gates that we didn't realize was so hurt. So yeah, sure they're great against the tight end, but who actually knows? You know right. what I'm mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, Amari Cooper is the new Mike Evans. Drop City. It's so frustrating. Don't watch the game. But, hey, he gets at least nine targets per game, no touchdowns, and, again, tons of drops. Well, okay, technically, supposedly it's two drops and two fumbles, which, by the way, two fumbles are drops, but whatever. So, mm, still he's getting points. Just don't watch. Michael Crabtree is clutch. I have nothing Clash. else to say other than start every week. Latavius Murray, only 32 carries in the season. He scored a touchdown in each game. Both DeAndre Washington and uh, Jalen Richard are getting six carries a game, while Murray's getting like eight plus. So, yes, he is in a timeshare, but he is getting the goal line carries. And, by the way, there are a lot of running back situations like that. There's a goal line guy and a pass-catching guy. You just want a guy with a role. 
they're not going to bench Latavius Murray, but he's maybe not a big volume guy. So eh, I, I just think it is what it is. And by the way, running backs are so dire. Who cares? You have a running back. Congrats. Uh, I, you know, I just, ugh, it is. Clive Wofford, touchdown dependent, averages 3.6 catches and 34 yards per game. You know your league. Is that someone you want to start? Got to answer that yourself. That's right. And brings us right to the Baltimore Ravens where you have mm. Dennis Pitta. Total of 24 targets this year, you guys. I can't believe it. Fourth so in the crazy. league for targets. Um, mm. He just needs to find the end zone. So it will happen. It will happen. Um, Baltimore defense is a must start, and Justin Tucker tied for the most fantasy points thus far. Congratulations, Tuck Tuck. Yay. You're actually doing what we need from you. Sleepers, Steve Smith Sr. and Mike Wallace, they both fall in there because they're just not getting consistent. Uh, Mike Wallace isn't seeing as many targets, but he is being more productive, whereas Steve Smith is getting more targets, but he's not as productive. Um, so they're both in the sleeper category this week. I like Mike Wallace. I feel like Baltimore likes yeah. Steve Smith more, but it's kind of lost his step a little. Um, and for the bench, you guys, again, the backfield, freaking really bad. Like the worst backfields to cover. Um, the coach <laughs> has expressed his dislike for the running game thus far. I mean, the coach has come out and said it's bad, and there will be changes. So I think he's just waiting for Kenneth Dixon to come back. Which Grab him. He might come back next week. Exactly. Look out on your waiver wires, you guys. Pick him up. If you're like me and you have D'Angelo Williams and all of your leans, Kenneth Dixon's probably going to be the starter, if not the majority of the carry kind of guy. So until maybe he implodes too, it is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, we only know. But <laughs> I would keep an eye on him and try to pick him up. Uh, Detroit Lions 1-2, and two, the Chicago Bears 0-3. Oh I love this matchup, and I'm starting everyone. Start them, start them, start them. Um, the number one quarterback this year is Matt Ryan, as I said. Then it's Drew Brees, and then it is Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Must play at Chicago. Must play. Uh, Marvin Jones is the number one scoring wide receiver in standard scoring right now. I was wrong. I was totally wrong about this guy. Um, but by the way, Mike Evans is number two, two, and I was totally right about him. So you win some, you lose some. Theo Riddick uh, will always be the passing back, but he and Dwayne Reed both got 10 carries last week. Double-digit carries is a good sign for Dwayne Washington. I'm picking up Dwayne Washington. I'm playing Dwayne Washington in a lot of DFS formats because he's cheap. Cheap. And I think he's going to need a touchdown. Uh, Eric Ebron has at least four catches in every game. He is questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, watch for those injury reports. I feel like he's always hurt, and then when I'm watching the game, he's constantly targeted. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. I thought this guy was dead. Where no. did he come from? Still they don't care. He is someone who care. plays through injuries, and he plays through them well, so that's the good news. Well, there you go. Now he brings us to Chicago Bears. Jake mm. Cutler, he doesn't play through injuries. No. Bye. Uh, not his thing. It's not Bye. His thing. It's not his thing. Mm -mm. No. Nope. No. Um, Cutler is listed as questionable, but is more like day to day, which probably means he's not going to start, which means it's Hoyer. And listen, if Hoyer plays this week, he could be an interesting play this week against Detroit. They have given up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Hoyer had 317 yards last week and two touchdowns. No interceptions. 
That's good, you guys. That's good. And it could be even better against Detroit. I know it's weird, and I'm not saying necessarily in season long you should do it, but this is a yummy DFS option. Yummy. And I can only imagine how cheap Hoyer is. Mm. Only imagine. <laughs> Zach Miller, you guys, gets a start this week after he being targeted nine times by Hoyer for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Trey gives up the absolute most fantasy points to tight ends thus far. That is just delightful. <laughs> Woo! Guess what, guys? Nah. It's Jordan Howard is the starting running back for the Bears this week after Jeremy Langford got hurt last week, and Kadeem Carey is still out with a hamstring injury. Jordan Howard, look it up, pick him up, play him. It's Detroit, guys. This is a good matchup for all yep. of them. Yep. It hasn't been the best start for the season for Alshon. Sorry, Alshon owners didn't listen to me. But you can't bench him against Detroit. It's not going to happen. He is listed as questionable with that pesky little knee injury. Keep an eye on his progress this week. Um, he's yet to find the end zone. But it's got to be a really good chance he's going to find it this week against Detroit, right? He's got to get a touchdown this week. He's got to do it. I'm pulling for you guys. I mean, I don't respect you for not listening to me, but I'm pulling for you. <laughs> Sunday afternoon games, we're getting into them. Denver Broncos 3-0, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1-2, the Denver Broncos. All the Broncos had a great game against Cincinnati, except C.J. Anderson. Mm. Told you not to play him last week. Hope you didn't. Don't worry. You can start him again this week against the Bucs that give up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. He should be right back on track this week, you guys. Yep. Yep. Manuel Sanders. It was like Huge. it was like uh, um, the thriller video. You know, it's like everybody rises from the dead for the Broncos. It was amazing. 13 targets for Sanders, nine receptions, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. Demarius Thomas had six receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown. You can start both of them this week as well. Denver defense. Number two. And I'm just throwing this out there, you guys. I know I said you could start Brian Hoyer. In my sleepers, you guys, I have Trevor Simeon. I'm starting him this week. Mm -hmm. I am. And a season long. I'm doing it. And I don't I feel really good about really it. really rough to watch. You don't need to watch the games. But listen, I have Aaron Rodgers, and he's on by. And then I have Tyrod Taylor. And I have, and this is a very, very yeah. deep league. Okay. So we have three quarterbacks. Okay. We only play one. I, I'm going to pick Simeon. Sorry, I'm doing it. He was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week with 312 yards passing, four touchdowns, and zero interception. He broke records I last know, Sunday. He was really close to some interceptions. <laughs> really close. But you know what? Really close. It doesn't matter, Ashley. You get your fantasy points and we move on. Um, again, this is a DFS choice, not a season long. You're not benching anybody for him. As I said, I had Rogers on by and Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, you have to make some choices, but he's not a bad one. Virgil Green is listed as questionable after missing last week. So don't love him this week. Even if he plays you guys, it's not my favorite. We're just going to move on. Tampa Bay Bucks, Ash. So Mike Evans is a must-start. He's a must-start every week. He's the second-highest coin wide receiver right now. He was eighth-highest last week. I mean, 10 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown against the Rams. Average. And he was targeted 13 times. I mean, that's Decent. the thing with Mike Evans. He is targeted so much. 
that you have to always play Mike Evans. He's, got, he's having a great season, so he's an absolute must-start. Now, where it gets a little tricky for me is Jameis Winston. He completed 36 of 58 for over 400 yards, three touchdowns. 58. He had an insane week. But this is a really tough matchup. I don't love him this week. I don't. Agree. And he's got Carolina next week, which I'm so, so on. But then it opens up after that, and then you have to play him. You have to. Um, because when you look at the defense, the Broncos give away the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks. Carolina gives the ninth fewest. So you're looking at a very similar defense here. If he does well against the Broncos, I think you are safe to play him against Carolina. This is the week that you're going to test it out. You're going to see how he does against this tough defense, in which case you can roll forward with him, Carolina and on, if he, how he performs this week. For me, I'm a little bit dicey about playing him, despite the fact that he was the fifth highest scoring quarterback this week and ninth overall. He's a top 10 quarterback, but again, it's the Broncos is a tough one. I don't know if I love it. Um, Charles Sims, he had a pretty good game, 55 yards and a touchdown. He had another 69 yards in the air. He was the 13th highest scoring running back, and Doug Martin is going to be out again this week. So he is someone that you are probably going to have to play, especially with all of our running back situations. But I do want to mention, I've mentioned it before, Adam Humphreys. He's an interesting play. Nine receptions, he had 100 yards, and he was targeted again 12 times, like an immense amount of targets along with Brad Evans. So horrible matchup this week, really, really bad. But look for him in future weeks coming, especially with some bye weeks. He is someone that Jameis Winston is targeting, so I like him. And then Cameron Bray. Now that Austin Safran Jenkins is gone, who was stealing some touchdowns, Brait is the guy. If you recall earlier this season, Brait was listed as a starter because Tampa was basically over the shenanigans of Austin Safran Jenkins. But now we don't have him possibly stealing touchdowns. So Brait was able to get two touchdowns last week. He's targeted 10 times. So this what? is someone that, especially if you are an Antonio Gates owner who's got somebody out, um, he's someone that you could possibly look at who's out there to pick up. As I said, Doug Martin is out. And then just a little bit of a, a tidbit here. Austin Firth Jenkins, not only, so he was arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence, right? And then he's being charged with a DUI as well as a violation of an ignition interlock device restriction from an arrest in 2013. This guy has got some serious off the field. Brent, actually, have you, watched, have you watched the video? The what video? Oh, is it glorious can i take an s-h-i-t back here or because i can't yeah. can i go take a poop basically and he's like well not in my car and he's and like, he's like oh, no, 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 i wouldn't do that no. man no. i'm just it's saying like, i gotta poop like when we get there can i poop i gotta take a poop oh as if that cop was saying like no when you get there you can't oh man he's like yeah you can poop when we get there Oh my God! Is so I'm gonna good. have to watch the video. I just want to get to my quarterback's house so I can watch the American Horror Show. Horror Story, yeah. Horror Story. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so good, Ashley. You're, you're yeah. really missing out. Do you Google. think that him? Do you think him and like Fitzy are gonna become besties? No. <laughs> do, they, do, do, they, do you think Fitzy's I mean, not gonna put up with any of this drama? Be like, no, 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 no. I. It seems to me they don't have a whole lot in common. Well, it seems to me they don't have a whole lot of targets to be thrown to him anyways. Yeah. With well, that's true. Anuna. Anuna. All I mean, right. he's a rookie. Ryan Fitzpatrick's old. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. 
Austin's not a rookie. You mean Inunua? Well, no, no, you're right. You're right. No, okay. he's what, like a second, third year. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. It's 3 a.m. for me. Lost. <laughs> yeah. But I do know he is not as old as Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, Boom. he's not. No, he's not. Boom. Fact. Boom it. Uh, Los Angeles Rams 2-1, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals 1-2, the Rams. Listen, Todd Gurley finally had a comeback. Week. Woo! Yay! Right when I started him. Oh. Yay! Oh. 85 oh. yards Shitty. rushing and two touchdowns. Um, the Cardinals have struggled against the run so far, so yeah. you can start them again this week. Uh, Rams defense falls into my sleepers. I have them ranked number 11th, so, you know. You know your league, whatever that means to you. And uh, listen, Tavon also had a great game last week. Congratulations. But it's a boomer bust player. Do not get caught. Do not get caught. He had a good week last week. You cannot expect him to do it back to back. And if he does, congratulations. But then you're really pushing it with week three. So just, just stay away. He's listed as questionable in anyways with his shoulder injuries. So it's just I don't think it's going to be this week. And congratulations to Case Keenum. He had his best game with 13 fantasy points. Yeah. Bench. Bench. That was fast. Cardinals, Brandon. All right. Holy crap, Carson Palmer. Whoa. Ouch. Ouch. It wasn't quite Ryan Fitzpatrick bad, but four interceptions. No, it wasn't. Was it negative? Was it negative? Those limped arm chickens came home to roost. You shut your mouth. Palmer threw for over 300 yards in both meetings against the Rams last year, so there is a glimmer of hope. Always David Johnson. Always double-digit targets, Larry. Uh, Questionable uh, Michael Floyd. He's been cleared for football activity, but still concussion protocol issues. You just never know. John Brown had one one decent game, 11 targets, six catches for 70 yards but I think I'd still sell. I just don't know what his role is in this offense. Yeah. It teases you with Michael Floyd being a little injured, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints 0-3, the San Diego Chargers 1-2. All right. Per usual, Drew Brees had a great home game and threw for three touchdowns. San Diego gave up the seventh most to quarterbacks. Um, but he's terrible on the road. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Eek. Okay. Uh, Mark Ingram came alive, 15 carries for 77 yards and a two point conversion. He caught all four or he aimed four of his six targets, uh, for 30 yards and a touchdown. And then San Diego gives up the ninth most points. Uh, I'm sorry. He caught. <laughs> it's like he, he aimed. He caught. I'm sorry. He caught four of his targets. You guys, I totally got lost in my notes. I that is hilarious. Mark Ingram <laughs> caught four of his six targets with 30 yards and a touchdown. San Diego gives the ninth most points to running backs. Uh, either way, you guys, even if I'm losing track of whether I'm talking about Mark Ingram or Drew Brees, you're gonna start Mark Ingram. You're gonna start him. All right, there you go. Whoa, Brandon Cooks. Eight targets, only two catches for 13 yards. He's only had one big week, and that was in week one. Slow start last year as well. I'm not bailing ship, but I'm just acknowledging who he is as a player. Uh, Sneed had to sit out this week due to a toe injury. Still listed as questionable. A must start if he's available, but I don't know if he will be. Turf toe, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, and then uh, Michael Thomas has played a larger role with Snead out 11 targets, seven catches for 71 yards, and a touchdown. Way to go, rookie. Mm-hmm. 
again. You can go with that. And Kobe Fleener finally showed up. 11 targets, 7 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. Finally. Finally. I had to play him last week. I had to play him. I was like, I cannot believe the one week that I play him and Andy Manuel Sanders and a couple other people that I would have never played. I played and I freaking, it was awesome. Thank you, Kobe Fleener, for not ruining my life because he was he was the last guy i had to play yeah he was the last oh, guy to play there. i needed kobe fleener andrew Brees to score 45 points wow and you got it yeah and they got me 52 oh or like that something like that yeah anyway uh we never wanted you to <laughs> drop him but we didn't want you to start him until he proved it i think he proved it Move on. Uh, still on the road. Uh, the problem with Drew Brees is uh, on the road is very tough stuff for him. He averages 3.05 touches or touchdowns per game at home and only 1.82 in away games. It's a pretty big point swing there. And uh, it's just indicative of all the other issues that he has on in away games. Also, uh, know that Brandon Coleman uh, is not someone I'm going to tell you to pick up. Sorry, he's like no. the eighth wide receiver on this league or on this team. And, you know, yeah. they were playing. The time is gone. Yeah, it's, it's over. Ashley San Diego. I think Melvin Gordon is going to have a huge game. Huge. Because the Saints give up the absolute most points to running backs and the absolute most points to wide receivers. It's glorious for him because you know what he was 16 for 35 yards not great but he had a touchdown but he also he has also catches the ball he was four of seven for 43 yards so when you look at his total yards he's doing okay and when you've got both running back and wide receiver positions where you are able to actually get the most possible points <laughs> it's money it's money yeah. travis benjamin he is a must start again most points wide receivers he was four of seven for 82 he had a fumble but you know what it's okay i'm gonna forgive him and then tyrell williams he's doing great as well six for nine for 69 yards i'm loving everything about it and i'm even gonna go on a ledge here and say that you should play philip rivers who i said earlier in the show is the 12th highest scoring quarterback on the season thus far is a delicious matchup for all of them i think this is going to be a shootout i'm incredibly excited for it now with hunter henry We've got Antonio Gates, who didn't play in week three. He did not practice Wednesday. There's a very good chance that he is not going to play this week because apparently he wasn't even close to playing last week. So <sighs> Hunter Henry is who will be replacing him. Coach Wisenhunt really likes him. He says that he's a, quote, tremendous receiver. And that Phillip Rivers has said that Henry's catches are coming. So you know what? I'm going to believe Philip Rivers in, in, in a situation where he's going to be throwing like crazy. Why not? He was five for five, 76 yards. A guy's got good hands. If you need to find you in a tight spot on your tight, sorry, you in a tight spot in the tight end position. I think Hunter Henry is somebody that is out there that you can go get and is a decent stream for this week. My bench again is going to be Antonio Gates because obviously he's probably not going to play. And I really wish Danny Woodhead was still here because these are the games where Danny Woodhead scores you insane mm. points when you've got the running back wide receiver combo of a good matchup. These are like Danny Woodhead's wheelhouse, and I'm so sad he's out. We need to get a lighter out and Woodhead hold up the flame. You know, what? Dallas Cowboys two and one at the San Francisco 49ers one and two. Ezekiel Elliott got 30 carries last week. 
Whoa, that is a ton of freaking carries. He had yeah. 21 the week before, 20 before that. I know he's young, but man, I hate that usage. Yowza. Dak Prescott finally scored his first passing touchdown. <laughs> and then he scored another one on the ground. But man, you, I mean, the amount of one yard stops on passes for him. It's just unbelievable. Someone needs to count it over the offseason. It's not rational. Um, Des Bryant missed his MRI. There's yeah. all this stuff out now. I don't understand what's going on, but what I will say is that we know that he has a hairline fracture in his knee. Um, he's not going to be 100%. They said that he could What do you mean back. he missed his MRI? You mean like he intentionally did not go to yes, the doctor? Yes, he got fined by the team. Yes. Crazy. Get fined by the team? Yes. Yep, for missing his MRI. Wow. It's not good. Special. Something's wrong professionally there. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate, but something is bizarre. Uh, Cole Beasley is tied for the fifth most catches in the National Football League. That's right. He is tied <laughs> with Larry Fitzgerald, Stephon Diggs, and Doug Baldwin. I cannot make this up. This is the world in which we live. Julio, where it's are scary. You? It's Cole Beasley. Where Cole are you? Beasley. So I am all about starting him, especially in PPR leagues, uh, especially if Des Bryant's out or even if he's in. I think it opens up Cole Beasley. Jason Witten played a uh, gets a bump as well if Des Bryant's out, and they play San Francisco. So yeah, you start everybody. Yeah, 49ers, Ash. You really start nobody. From this team <laughs> other than Carlos Hyde, you can start Carlos Hyde. He had 103 yards, he scored twice. Um, he's the third highest scoring running back last week, and now you know that was against the Seahawks. So, I'm a you believer, can... you guys. I said it, I said it. I am a believer. I will not say I'm a believer yet. Did not draft him, but I am a believer. I for you never draft Carlos, you Hyde. people out there. <laughs> I never do it, but I wish for all people that do do it. And right now, he's in a good spot. It's he not is. the best matchup is the Cowboys give up the 11th fewest points to running backs, but I think he's still going to be fine. And he's really the only player you can play from this team. I mean, not a single wide receiver fell into the top 50 wideouts last week. Not a one, not one of them fell into the top 50. You've got Vance McDonald. Who's really been the only like somewhat beacon of light on this team in terms of a receiving core who has a hip injury. He wasn't able to return the game last week. Uh, his status is uncertain for this week. I don't like it at all. And then we've got Coach Kelly saying that McDonald is not dealing with a long-term injury, but that his status is unknown for this week. So I don't like the sounds of that. Um, Garrett Selleck also was wearing a non-contact jersey this week. We don't know why. There's no, there's no there's been no injury disclosed at this moment as to why it is, but mm. it's a nightmare Look at Ryan situation. Matthews, though. Mm. This this is Garrett. What Selleck. what happened, with Ryan Matthews? He wasn't on the injury report, but he was clearly incredibly hurt. Right. So I didn't get to watch it. And then all of a sudden, because I had him playing, he has negative 0.5 points or whatever. And he's no longer on the field. And I couldn't, I didn't find anything about it. I was Googling, I was bleacher reporting, I was doing everything. I couldn't find anything. Well, and yeah. he's not on the injury report this week. Well, obviously, because there's no, they don't, they're not playing this week. Well, we don't take a risk on a useless. Shoot. tight end situation on a team with the Niners on Garrett Selleck. We don't do that. We just don't do it. No. Uh, and then we've got Colin Kaepernick because 
we have to talk about every single week the gloriousness that is they can't uh, figure out their quarterback situation. Apparently, Kaepernick has got a very good chance of taking over the starting job when he comes back to full health. Yet, it has been also said that as of right now, Blaine Gabbert will remain the starting quarterback. And why? Because he's better in practice. That's important. It's really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither's great. Neither is great. And I get they're probably like, well, we're not going to push Colin Kaepernick until he's 100% healthy. But I feel like he's close. You know, like I just, I, whether that means he's going to start or not, I don't know. I just feel like this is a constant drama that's never going to go away. And it doesn't matter to you because you shouldn't be playing anybody from this team unless it is Carlos Hyde. Boom. Sunday night game, you guys. Kansas City Chiefs 2-1 and one of the Pittsburgh Steelers 2-1. and one. I don't want to do with this team either. The Chiefs are just kind of pissing me off. Kelsey, he had six receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown, so he was great. Uh, he was targeted seven, se- excuse me, seven times. It was the fourth highest scoring tight end last week. But he's been a little bit all over the board all season. But again, in a situation with tight ends, you're playing Travis Kelsey, and they give the 16th most points to tight ends, so it is a favorable matchup against the Steelers. So you are playing Travis Kelsey. Now Jamal Charles for me falls somewhere between a starter and wait and see. What? Always starter. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I mean, again, we're not for sure he's going to play this week. He's got a really good chance of making it. Andrea Reid has already come out and said, admitted that they were in, they've been incredibly cautious with Jamal Charles. So I'm hoping this means that he is 100% go. But then his knee was limited in practice. So, and Ware's been doing well. I mean, I don't think Ware's been doing so incredibly well that everyone's like, well, you know. Where's going to have the job? No, he's not going to have the job. Jamal Charles will have the job when Jamal Charles is fully healthy. But I'm only nervous this week that if Jamal Charles does play, there may be a snap count situation or there might be a split carry situation just to get him in actual like game time mode. So once we see him in the game, he is full court press. You go with Jamal Charles. But for me, I'm just a little bit nervous in this situation, despite the fact that the Steelers give the fifth most points to running back. So it is a juicy matchup. I'm just a little bit nervous about that. And then in terms of Jeremy Macklin, he is a flex at best at this point. He's the 39 highest scoring wide receiver overall for the season. This is a team you can't really count on. And the Jets, you know, with the Jets, he only had 35 yards. It's, it's I just, I don't know, guys. He's, he's a flex at max until they can figure this offense out. Maybe when Jamal Charles comes back, for whatever reason, it's gonna it's gonna shake things up. up. For me, I just mm, don't love it. Mm. Don't love it at all. Well, I'm covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, let me tell you something that you're not gonna like. They had a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I I know, I know. It's tragic, you guys, but it's true. They had a bad game, and there is almost nothing that we can learn from it other than the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles, as I said, also legit, along with the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Broncos. I'm still starting Ben Roethlisberger. I'm still starting Le'Veon Bell, which, by the way, he's going to get the workload now, 20-plus catches, hopefully, per game, which is great. Uh, I'm going to start Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm going to pause on everyone else. Marcus Wheaton did not look good. Sammy Coates is starting to take his job. Eli Rogers is a slot guy, left with an injury. It's going to happen. And then uh, the tight end situation. Jesse James is tight is touchdown dependent, which is fine uh, because it's not like we're exactly going to go on like four mile rocks with walks with the guys. So yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, there you go. Pittsburgh Steelers is very easy. You just play them. 
<coughs> Boom. Monday night game, uh, New York Giants 2-1 and Minnesota Vikings 3-0. Ashley, finish us up here. This could be a really interesting game. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Start, guys. Sterling Shepard, he's, he's legit. He is the man. Mm -hmm. he's, he's more points than OBJ thus far. He had a 23-yard touchdown. He was 5 of 7 for 73 yards. He's the 14th highest scoring overall in the season. He's good. He's legit. You have to start him every week. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. had a crazy good game. He just didn't get the touchdown. The guy was 7 of 11 for 121 yards. So I know people got people frustrated that Odell Beckham Jr. has not been producing those elite numbers yet. It's just because he hasn't had the touchdowns yet because they've got other options. They've got, they've got Victor Cruz playing. They've got Sterling Shepard playing. I do think it's going to flush out. I do think that he is going to be able to score this week. Um, don't panic on him. You, still, you shouldn't be complaining when one of your players is 121 yards. Okay? He was, he was fine. He did just fine. He's going to be okay. Now, my sleeper I can't decide on is Eli Manning because, again, he only threw one touchdown, but he had 350 yards, but then he had two interceptions. We've got classic Eli Manning going on here right He's now. He's the worst. Boo. Bench him. <laughs> Especially against the Vikings. It's not even yeah, an I was option. Say, I was say, the Vikings technically only give up the 12th fewest points to quarterbacks, which is middle of the pack, but – the Vikings so are on. Than that. The Vikings are on fire right now, and this could be a very entertaining game in terms of them crushing Manning. Like I could see easily a pick six from that Vikings defense right now, and Manning just completely imploding. But again, right. stats wise, they're middle of the pack. So mm -hmm. I understand if you're if you want to play Eli, I think you should look elsewhere because those Vikings look don't hot. play Eli. They look don't hot right Eli. now. Don't do it. Don't, don't I know, do but it. but if you had like an Aaron Rodgers and you picked up Eli Mayne as your backup, you have to play him this week. It's true. No, you don't. You do. Oh, okay. oh. Mm -mm. You do. You drop somebody. <laughs> go get Dak Prescott. Go get yeah. Tannehill. Go get, go get Trevor Simeon. Tannehill, stop. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anyway, Victor Cruz is another interesting one. He only had three. He was a three for three. I don't love the three targets, but he was 70 yards. And I do think in this situation with a really stout Minnesota defense, you may see some either a double team of OBJ or because Sterling Shepard has been doing so well, more of the coverage on those two players, leaving Victor Cruz open for a touchdown. I think Cruz might get a touchdown this week, which would make him a bit more of an interesting play. Our running back situation is a complete nightmare. Rashad Jennings, he was out last week. He's got a thumb injury. Um, you know, McAdoo decided to keep him out. Shane Vereen came in to play for him. He had 11 carries for 67 yards. And then what do we know? Boom, Shane Vereen out. Tricep, he has to have surgery on it. He's going to be out two months. He's on IR. Could he come back? Maybe. Who knows? But what we're looking at is McAdoo has already said that he's going to have a committee to fill that role. And so who's it going to be? Is it going to be Orleans Darkwa? Is it going to be Bobby Rainey? Is it going to be Perkins? None of us know. Stay away from the entire situation. Just don't go there. And then we look at the Vikings again. That defense is hot. You are playing that defense. They're, they look so, so good. Uh, in terms of news, Adrian Peterson had a successful surgery. And no surprise, he thinks that he's going to be able to come back and play this year. He's feeling good and with his freak history of coming back crazy well from injuries. It's possible. But he's also burned you this entire part of the season. So I can completely support if you decide that you want to get rid of him because by the time it's playoffs is when you may or may not know if he's going to be able to play or not. So but the good... 
The good news is that he's going to do well. Stefan Diggs didn't have a great game last week. I get it. But you know what? You're still playing Stefan Diggs. You're still playing him. Don't be scared. It was a bad week. Deal with it. But Kyle Rudolph is another interesting one. He was 70 yards and a touchdown. He's the second highest scoring tight end on the season, guys. You got to play Kyle Rudolph. And he's still out there to some extent. So go get him. Go get him. We're staying away from these running backs because you know what? Matt Asiata was considered the starter, but really Jarek McKinnon did a better job, but neither did great because Asiata only had 2.5 yard per carry as his average and McKinnon slightly better 2.81. I just, I don't love them at all this week. You know, oddly the giants give the second fewest points up to running backs. So this is not the week to test it out. Try to find somebody else. Boom. There it is, guys. Week four. Set your lineups. Make sure you get Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles out of your lineup. Also, make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. Subscribe to our newsletter so you can play our free, fun, fan duel game called Diced. We give you four ingredients. We already set the newsletter out um, earlier this week, so uh, get on there. You can also play Diced right from HerFantasyFootball.com. Uh, make sure to listen to us on our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. You can always ask your questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, guys, no more faking it. 